ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, just another reminder, keep leaving your reviews. We love them. We love reading them. And we also really love new followers and subscribers. Uh, Jacqueline and my birthday is both coming up. So if you're looking to get us a gift, a glowing review. <laughs> yes. Or a referral to a friend. Yeah, leave a review for Scorpio season. Scorpses and, and don't villainize us for being Scorpios. We're misunderstood. My half birthday was last week, actually. So um, it's also a birthday present for me. There you go. Wow. Halfway to 30. Just at 15. I'm 15, y'all. When you're 15 and... That was my alarm song first day of high school. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What if if we were 15 doing this podcast? That would be, like, really impressive. That would, like, really give me a lot of anxiety in my adult life. (laughs) As I assume this will in 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, that little girl that's on TikTok and is, like, ruthlessly bullying people on TikTok. Yeah, I wasn't going to say her name because she's a (laughs) child. We can't give it power. Her. Don't don't say the name. I'll bleep it out. If you say three times in a mirror, she comes, she appears and bullies you in real life. Yeah, Thomas, bleep out and every time we say it. I will. Oh my gosh. She, like, you're telling me when she's like 22, she's gonna be standing by those videos. I guess maybe. Maybe. Um, Okay, so today we were talking about season three, episode 15, Love Actually, Probably, Maybe. Wait, and- no, it's, um, or maybe not, but it cuts oh, off. It cuts off? It cuts off. It's Love Actually, Probably, Maybe, dot, 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 or not. not. Okay, all right, thank you. Because I almost missed it. I did not see that. The original air date was February 22nd, 2010. This is the Valentine's Day episode. It was directed by Mark Rosman, who also directed, you guys were never going to guess. Wait, a hint. It's in the Hilary Duff cinematic universe. A Cinderella story? A Cinderella story. Perfect, The perfect man oh. and multiple episodes of Lizzie McGuire. Wow. Oh, so she's his muse. I mean, clearly. And the craziest thing is, I looked him up on IMDb, doesn't say this, doesn't say any of these things, but I see pictures of him on the red carpet with our girl Hillary. So I'm like, there's got to be a connection. Either this is her father or like he's involved in these projects in some way. So I go to his Wikipedia page and that's where it tells me that he was a director. I mean, those are very big projects. Why would they not be mentioned on his IMDb? Maybe he accidentally created two IMDb accounts Maybe. and one mm. is on one. <laughs> solved it (laughs) better i mean these projects are worth mentioning they're very inspirational a cinderella story monumental a cinderella story might be one of my favorite movies of all time wait get this he also directed life size (gasps) 
I love, I love life size. That was one of the um like four DVDs that we had in our Acura that had <laughs> a DVD player. Remember that era of cars? Mm-hmm. That was one of like four that we had. So I watched that in the backseat on I-95. I mean, I don't know how many hours. I'm sure you saw like the first half of the movie like 20 times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um one more. Sorry to, but he also directed model behavior. Do you remember model behavior? Vaguely. No. It was like that movie where the girl finds it's basically like the parent trap, except it's like she's a model. Yes. <laughs> yes. And she switches, she finds like a doppelganger. Like they're and not Justin really- Timberlake is in it. I think, yeah, I don't think they're twins. I think it's just like literally a lookalike, but it's the it's, same actress. It's the precursor to a princess switch. It is, yeah. The model behavior walks a princess switch one, two, and three could run. <laughs> is that the one <laughs> with Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez, or is that Princess Protection? No, that's Princess, princess Protection. <laughs> but there are no there are no lookalikes in that movie. But it is have it does have a similar name to the Princess Switch. Oh, is that the Hallmark one with Vanessa Ann? Yes, it's actually, it's actually Netflix, Aaron. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, it is Netflix. Is there really three of those? I thought there was just two. There's, I'm, I might be thinking of the second I think, one. You know what? You're probably right. Like, how many times can they switch? I think they've done three, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, and they keep getting away yeah. with it, it seems. There are three. They can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep princess switching. <laughs> but yet they keep on switching. Um. Okay, so the episode is written by our old friends, uh, Patrick Sean Smith and Roger Grant. And the IMDb summary, another short and sweet one. It's Valentine's Day and Casey attempts to set up Rusty and Catherine. Sure. The end. Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good one line summary there. So yeah, um, the episode begins... We see like a montage of Valentine's Day imagery. And then we see the marketing teacher, uh, Rusty and Ashley's famous marketing teacher. She's kind of giving like a lecture on Valentine's Day. And she's asking how they got from St. Valentine's beheading to a quote, whacked out holiday about love. And she calls on Ashley and she also calls her a how. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. Like J-Law. J-Lo. Oh. Yeah. It's awkward. That didn't register for me. It was awkward. And um, Rusty helps her with the answer. And he's saying Chaucer, but Ashley's like, Josher. (laughs) (laughs) And then the lecture starts to turn really personal when the teacher starts talking about this guy named David who didn't buy her a card and she really she gets like visibly upset in front of everyone and we also learn her name is Clarissa oh and Rusty's like why doesn't she just celebrate with her friends he's talking to Ashley that's what he's saying that's what he's gonna do and um Ashley's like how do you know her friends (laughs) which I loved (laughs) (laughs) And then Ashley's like, well, who are you going to hang out with? And Rusty starts talking about how Dale is going to this thing called Celibate Good Times. Come on. Celebrate (laughs) Good Times. Come on. Um, 
at his church with like this girl and the KTs are doing a shot through the heart party. He calls her retainer girl. Yeah. Which comes up a lot. It becomes her main character quality. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of people have retainers, maybe like more now. So nowadays, but you don't really know. I have a retainer and I'm not afraid to say it. Where? Yeah, speak your truth. I do too. I, just I wear did. my bottom. I wear my bottom retainer at n- every night, and I wear my top mouth guard because I grind like none other. Yeah. Oh. Always grinding. <laughs> no days off. <laughs> Nobody wants to work these days. Grind these days. <laughs> so Ashley. Okay, so um, Rusty's basically like he doesn't have any other friends so he kind of starts to suggest uh that he and ashley spend valentine's day together which i thought was completely out of pocket i was like where is that friendship coming from it's really like when you try to take your like work friends or your class friends over into like real friendship territory it's a very awkward kind of leap to make it's a leap for sure and ashley's like oh no like Sorry, I'm going to the Omega Kai dance with Pete, a.k.a. Paolo. And also, even if not, no. She didn't say that. No. Yeah, but she's so nice about it. Yeah. And Rusty's like, well, no matter what, I'm going to have the best Valentine ever. Lols. LOL. So now we're at the KT house and Casey and Cabby are practicing their archery um, on the Cupid range. Beaver's giving a pep talk to the pledges on decoration necessities. And Cappy's telling Casey that he wants to make this Valentine's Day super special because it's their first one since freshman year. And he wants to get her a very special gift. And she's like, oh, just like you did freshman year. And he cannot remember for the life of him what he got her. And she says it was a bottle of vodka that you drank and puked. And he does has no memory of this. And she's like kind of she's upset about it, but she's more so I think kind of just like poking fun at him. But you can tell it's a sore spot. Yeah, like she's over it, but also would prefer to not remember it. Yeah, I think getting puked on um, unless maybe you're like holding a baby or something. It's like it's something you will never forget. Have you been puked on? I actually haven't. Lucky. Have you? (laughs) Yeah, in first grade in the cafeteria, my friend Phyllis. No, she was looking at me. She it, it was the beginning of lunch, and she was looking at me. And we were face. We were sitting next to each other, and we were facing each other. And she said, "Aaron, I do not feel good. I do not feel good." And I was like, "I don't know how to help you." And then she projectile vomited on me, and no one noticed. And I, there I was, seven years old, sitting there in my friend's puke and I just had to look around in shock and waited for a teacher to notice what had happened oh and I didn't even get to go home the smell yeah they just just gave me a new outfit from the lost and found oh my god which is like even worse sent me back to class oh that's that's a wound not a good day in my childhood it is a wound yeah Phyllis, um, I, I forgive you. Phyllis, if you're out there, leave us a five-star review. You are <laughs> forgiven. 
please. <laughs> you are Yeah. So Casey, like Aaron, is like definitely that is a fresh wound for her as well. And uh so he can't remember what he got her. And she's like, it was a bottle of vodka that you drank and oh yeah, wait, I just said that. <laughs> but it is a theme it is a theme it was vodka um and cappy's like can i do a do-over and casey's like well you're not really like a box of chocolates and roses kind of guy and cappy says like evan uh which is a little weird and also it's like well that's still bare minimum like yeah a box of chocolates and and roses it's like i mean yeah it's nice but it's not like Evan d- did that because he was so great and creative. Yeah, it's like you can get that at Walgreens. He Cappy says he's like the new Cappy is going to give you the best gift ever, and Casey is like, well, you know, I guess everyone deserves a second shot. As she like then does a bow and an arrow archery thing. Does a bow and arrow. She <laughs> does a bow and arrow in front of everyone. <laughs> Shoots. She shoots, she scores. So now we're at the Omega Chi house. Is everyone okay? I'm not, by the way. I like burned my mouth before this, like eating a really hot burrito. So like, I feel like I'm just recovering from that slowly. Oh my God. I'm just recovering from a week of turmoil. Erin and I have been through mundane hell this week. I'm the really? most hated girl in America. I mean, that's not actually happened to <laughs> either of us. It just was like small inconveniences that. Have- I told Jacqueline, now I know how Tom Sandoval felt. Yeah. Oh my gosh, now you know. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's so okay. no. we're both being dramatic. We, we just needed to name it. Something fell off like of yeah. the trio we had to like bring not it necessarily bad but we're i think we're giving an, a new kind of a new a fun new energy this episode that will probably be gone next episode yeah and it, mouth will have healed if you're not liking the energy please leave that out of your five-star review <laughs> please remember <laughs> that i'm having a personal pr crisis <laughs> and that i accidentally burned my mouth <laughs> um but yeah there's a fourth there's definitely a fourth host tonight (laughs) (laughs) so now we're in the omega kai house and calvin's door is locked he's trying to get in and we hear grant kind of like mumbling inside like oh we kind of hear him like fidgeting around he's buzzing about and calvin opens the door and we catch grant bleaching his hair he has a bior pore strip on and uh we also find out that he was like whitening his teeth, shaving his chest, neck and feet. And he says that like bleaching his hair is something he's always wanted to do since coming out. And he is just really like trying to get ready for this party. Like he really wants like full makeover for this Valentine's Day party at the Omega Kai house. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of awkward. Like Calvin's kind of like, whoa, I kind of wish I didn't see you like bleaching your hair it's yeah he caught the egg yeah he yeah he's immediately icked out by this whole thing but it's like he's also your roommate like where else is he and he that's what grant says he's like i don't have anywhere else to do this 
Yeah. Yeah. In Graham's defense, he thought like Calvin was supposed to be in class and his class got canceled. Yeah. And he waited for that time specifically to do this. It was so hard to live with like a roommate that you shared a room with in college. I only did it one year and it was awful. Yeah. I think there's really nothing wrong with anything he's doing I think the only thing that would maybe give me the ick is the shaving just like out mm-hmm. in the open because then you're just yeah. gonna like step on little hairs oh yeah yeah like I would just rather not see someone like shaving their chest but it's not really his like he said he couldn't do it in the bathroom so as long as he cleaned it up and I wasn't supposed to know about it I wouldn't care but it is the act of seeing it that's gross He's also like kind of hairless. Did you notice that too? Like there yeah, wasn't much. It feels like shave. he's already completed the job. <laughs> and he's like standing over Calvin's bed. Well, I guess they probably share a bed. It's covered in hair flakes. Well, there's two beds in there. True. I guess, yeah. I wonder if they do share. What if they push it together? Like when big. Yeah, that would be cute. <laughs> no, that would be cute. <clears throat> I actually knew a couple of girls in my college who did that. Really? Isn't that interesting? Like that they were really close roommates. So they would like push their beds together and just created one big like <laughs> bed, which is fascinating. History will call them roommates. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, seriously. Her story <laughs> won't. Um when I was abroad, also sorry, um, my AirPods that are across the room just connected to the audio and I didn't hear anything for a long time, but I'm assuming you're talking about pushing beds together in a dorm. So yeah. might I share an anecdote? Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was abroad, I was staying in a hotel for the four months and the way in Europe like the beds are they're twin beds and they're usually pushed together yeah and my roommate and I like immediately just pushed them to opposite corners of the room and we had like personal space we would go into people's room three months in and their beds would still be right up against each other it was like what and like they would have been strangers like people didn't know each other coming into this program because it was a lot of different schools and so many people did it and we would be like, do you know you can move them? And they were like, oh. And they would be sleeping, like some were sleeping head to toe. And it's like, just move the bed. Oh, oh. Anyway. Head to toe? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. History will call them roommates. <laughs> Repeating that. That is the theme. Uh, but yeah, That's Europe does tend really to do that. weird. Yeah. I that just like kind of reminds me of like in like 70s sitcoms where they weren't allowed to show couples getting into the same bed so they all slept in little twin beds like kind of I know or like I love Lucy or something yeah Yeah, I think that was before the 70s (laughs) okay well (laughs) sorry history okay maybe I'm wrong um I'm we're both cracked <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> well, apparently people have been doing this up until the early 2012s. So <laughs> or early 2010s. When was I in college? Um so yeah, it's kind of awkward. Grant's like, I couldn't really do it in the bathroom because it's too embarrassing. Like he doesn't want everyone to see him shaving and bleaching and doing his like crossed white strips 
And uh, oh, I, I also wrote a note here. Grant kind of reminds me of Andrew, Andrew Rannells here. Oh my god! Yeah, I was thinking he was giving Fred from Scooby Doo later in the episode, but yeah, for sure, Andrew and Book of Mormon. Hmm. He's a Broadway star, and also in you watched Girls, right? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, Jacqueline. I Jacqueline's not. not really a fan. Okay, it's that's fine. Fair. I just never got into it, and now I'm like, I just can't. You know what I mean? Like the ship has sailed. That's what it I thought it. as well. And I watched it like a couple years ago and I, yeah, I was like it's fully in it. Yeah. I think you should watch it. I think you should give it a chance. Like get past the first three episodes and you'll be hooked. Thomas, I've I've been down this road of... I've seen, I've seen more than the first three episodes. I have. Okay. Just, I don't know. I feel like it's not for me. I know it, it's controversial. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the last episode of the pod. I guess we're breaking up now. <laughs> um. So now Catherine is meeting with Panhellenic outside. They're chatting about the Children's Hospital Teddy Bear Fundraiser. And uh, she tells the girls that she's meeting with, if they don't have Valentine's Day plans, they can join her for Single Ladies Chocolate Fondue Night. But the girls are not into it. I'm like, excuse me, fondue? That sounds amazing. I would have been at that fondue night. That sounds really fun. Yeah, I love fondue, even though it gives me a stomachache. But that's mostly user error. (laughs) I feel like you can't escape eating from a fountain of cheese or chocolate without a stomachache. Yeah, it's true. I also don't get why they're so opposed to it. Because I think anyone who's trying to plan like a social event like <laughs> on valentine's day like it's like it's that's, that's so nice to have something to do that's doesn't involve like you know what i mean yeah no it's so good to have it, fondue it sounded fun it sounded like a- <laughs> it's so good to have fondue <laughs> it really is though like especially just like i was thinking in terms of like like all the girls look at her though like she is like like they want nothing to do with this event there's a lot of singles prejudice during this episode yeah that's what i'm trying to get at which was never really prevalent in college at all at least in my opinion like i felt like most of my friends were single in college and like yeah i don't remember valentine's day except for the people that were like in like very serious relationships being a thing at all yeah yeah and like making it kind of annoying like i don't even think we did anything like i don't feel like there were any events or anything even no yeah um so Casey comes up to Catherine and she's like she's like being really really nice to her and she's trying to get on her good side and she's like I'll sell the rest of the bears and Catherine's just like no I got it and she just storms off so now we're in the ZBZ house there are bouquets of flowers everywhere and Dale walks in with one. Ashley's like, oh, is it from Pete? I don't know who the um, flowers are for, though. I think they're interested Oh, because in he's the hasher. That's why he's bringing them in. <laughs> yeah. That confused me for a second because I forgot. I literally forgot from last episode he's the hasher. Um, so Casey walks in and she tells <laughs> Ashley, she's like, I just came from Panhel. She abbreviates it. And she goes, Catherine still hates her. Therefore, she needs to find her a date. 
And Ashley's like, ooh, no. What if it's a bad date? Quote, Wait, really quick. anyone? Yes, really, seriously. Really quick. When Casey comes in, she says, like, out loud, ooh, who's the most loved of this year? And Dale says, you are. And then he goes, <laughs> by Kathy. <laughs> he told oh me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he Aww. doesn't want Dale crushing on her. He loves her. Who wouldn't? Yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing, Casey. And uh, she tells Ashley, she's like, I think finding Catherine an awesome guy would basically mean they can be friends again. And Ashley actually suggests Rusty. She's like, maybe their shared awkwardness would cancel each other out. Um, like in theory, it kind of does make sense. Well, we'll get yeah. to it later. But but they're awkward in fundamentally different ways. They're good yeah. on paper. I don't know. I would never have put them together. Because I I feel like when someone is awkward, you if you're with someone who's like very outgoing, it's a better balance. Well, I do think Rusty's outgoing. They're just they're the idea that it would cancel each other out, I think, is wrong because they're awkward in different ways. So I feel like they just double they make it doubly awkward instead of like being yeah. awkward in the same way and like getting it. And I think too, I mean, what's strange too at this point is I don't know if we've really seen like that much awkwardness from Catherine other than maybe just like her, she has like a really intense personality. I feel like she makes people feel uncomfortable. Awkward. Yeah. yeah. It's not even that she necessarily is. She's just very like, I don't know, blunt, I guess would be. Yeah. And I guess Rusty does both. Yeah. <sighs> Like, he is awkward and also makes people feel awkward. (laughs) So true. So that's when Ashley spots the invite from Pete. Uh, It's, like, just, like, this envelope. She spots it. She recognizes his handwriting. And it says, you caught my eye. It's in a glove. It's in a glove. (laughs) So, yeah, because they met the softball game. And Rebecca says, good thing he's rich because that's lame. So I guess we also find out he's rich. rich. Yeah, I guess because he's an Omega Kai. I think he says, I thought she said good thing he's cute. <laughs> I heard rich. Maybe. He's both. I mean, he is cute and rich. I guess if he's an Omega Kai. I didn't think it was that lame. Did you? No. It was giving no. cute, like homecoming, asking somebody to yeah. homecoming in high school or something. It's not like Evans that we see in two seconds is any more suave. Yeah, he literally walks in with a bear from like the fundraiser. I think they're the same bears, and he invites. Yeah, it Rebecca. looks like it. Yeah, he invites Rebecca to the party, and Becca's Becca. I keep calling her <laughs> Becca because I write in my notes Bex. Um, she's like Valentine's Day, really. She's enticed by the idea of shit talking with him there. Yeah, he says, "Uh, it'll be fun. We can make fun of people," and like that completely sells her. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, I love a guy that you can make fun of people with. That is a fun dating pastime. It is. I know, because they have to be a little bit smart to like fully get the snark too. Yeah. And men love to gossip. One thing straight men love to do is gossip. They love they to hear it. Have any good gossip? No. But when not. it is good, they're sharing it accidentally usually because they don't realize that it's gossip, and then that's fun too. 
And, but they also never have the follow-up details you want. Like, you'll be like, oh my gosh, this person's girlfriend randomly moved to Peru. Why? And they're like, I don't know. Like, you need yeah, they don't ask follow-up. Oh no, people are going to think that we're hating on straight guys. Are we bullying straight men again? We're going to get a review that says, they just said straight men cannot gossip. (laughs) Aaron and I both date them. How could we be bullying them? I ask that riddle me that i'm the only one who's allowed to believe them <laughs> yeah because <laughs> they believe me first <laughs> i can always do really funny thomas <laughs> so anytime you leave those reviews know that you are triggering me a deep wound a deep wound tonight is all about our wounds <laughs> truly um I, I haven't even spoken on mine Kept them to myself. <laughs> I got my vaccine. Z. Yeah. I think we're all feeling the vaccine energy tonight. <laughs> I think we all like to sing and have the vaccine. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> okay, so now Calvin is talking to Rusty while they walk around campus. And he's talking about his all access pass to his boyfriend's life which is killing the magic yeah he says he's like i'm horrified like we may be becoming the gay couple who hosts dinner parties and watches bravo and i'm like that sounds, that sounds amazing awesome yeah like that should be goals yeah um, like sounds fun yeah like dare i say okay we might want to cut this like does Calvin want to date gay men? Like, he's not acting like it. Well, they talk about this later in the episode, too. Yeah, Ashley brings it up. Ahead, but... Yeah. I don't think we need to cut that, because they do kind of address it. No, and I think it's actually, like, kind of commenting. There's a lot of, like, internalized homophobia. Um, right. Yeah. Even amongst gay men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does feel like that's what it is. And I think we talked about that a little bit when he dated um, Michelle yeah that relationship was fucked up for other reasons like michelle being his like a teacher at the school that he went to but ta ta <laughs> okay so wait, remember, wait, remember when michelle was like obsessed with evan buying that fancy wine and then got bribed yeah oh my god i can't <laughs> believe that was also this show wait why was evan bribing him because one of the brothers was failing French. Yeah. <laughs> so, I miss that season. I know, right? That was the Michelle minute. <laughs> Michelle's um, corner. This has been <laughs> Michelle's corner. <laughs> so Rusty is like looking for a Valentine's Day date pronto. And he's like, I need to find somebody right now. So he goes up to this girl named Tabitha and asks her for on a date and she's like <laughs> she's like a first date on Valentine's Day but he wa- she's literally a random woman just walking <laughs> towards him like I can't emphasize enough he <laughs> look he glances up and the first person he sees he's like that'll do donkey <laughs> yeah. it almost works it almost works <laughs> it, it almost, almost works <laughs> that well that's why he feels so empowered to do these crazy things (laughs) yeah he gives he so he gives her like a candy heart and then she reads it and it says lick my dot 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 
And she throws it at him and calls him a perv. And then Rusty's like, I guess my mom got me the X-rated candy hearts. And then Calvin says, or they were meant for your dad. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, they're both traumatic. Calvin is... Calvin's giving me the ick this episode. (laughs) Calvin's entering his villain era. Mm -hmm. So now Ashley and Pete are having coffee... I'm sorry. I think they're such as like, I think they're so weird as a couple. I think it's maybe just because I keep seeing him as Paolo. No, they have no chemistry. Like so weird. She has more chemistry with like their marketing professor. (laughs) Professor Clarissa. Yeah. Um, Also too, because she and Fisher had so much chemistry. So yeah, exactly. That's why it's so different. Actually, she had more chemistry with that guy that was really rude. That was like the second Travis, the nerdy Travis. Yeah, or even the hunkazoid from last episode, Hunter. Oh yeah, Hunter. So Natalie, of all people, approaches them, and she just like asks Pete to the Omega Chi day party. Well, and... she's like, "Why haven't you asked me yet?" Yeah, and Pete's like, "Uh, because I'm taking Ashley." And Natalie's like, well, you told me that we would be going together. And Ashley's like, you did? No, she says, why would you be taking Ashley? We're dating. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, <laughs> no, we're not. We broke up. I told you I wanted to see other people. What didn't you understand about that? Yeah. And he's like, I figured when I said that, you knew that you weren't coming with me anymore. And Yeah. She, and this like, is no. news to Natalie. She's like, I had no idea. She must have been dissociated during the breakup. Yeah. She has no idea. Or she's claiming she has no idea. Yeah. Like, we know that she's conniving. So, like, I definitely think that this was a ploy. But the cheating label, like, really sends a chill up Ashley's spine. Yeah. Well, his, his too. In Pete's defense, his too. She's like, you're a cheater. And, like, Ashley looks, like, shunked. She looks weirded out and, like, sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that was weird and very unexpected. (laughs) And then um, at the Capitao house, they're going through all of their phones. Like, all the brothers are trying to find a date for Rusty. So they're going through all of their contacts. I think they're going through, like, old phones, too. Like, phones that they've just found at the house. Because at some point, Cappy says, do you think Casey would want a used phone? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Valentine's Day. yeah these are like oh, old you. cell phones yeah so the, and they're calling numbers that are like years old yeah and Cappy then brings up like all the expectations of Valentine's Day he kind of keeps bringing up this this gift idea for Casey or like how he has to get her a gift and this is the first time he brings it up in front of the brothers and he's like maybe I'll get her a used cell phone and Rusty's like you know I'm over the hype I'm finally free. I'm not even going to worry about this anymore. And then in that same breath, Casey walks in and tells him about her idea for him to go on a date with Catherine. And he's like immediately back in. Yeah, he's stoked. He is so stoked. So now I think we're outside at the Capitao house. It's just a Mm -hmm. new scene. And Rusty's asking Cappy about Catherine. He's like trying to get some information. And Cappy's like, well, don't worry. You're going to find out. Uh, She set up a pre-date at Dobbler's. And Casey and I will be there to make sure that, uh, you know, you behave yourself, basically. And he called, he says, she's really tall and pretty. And Rusty is like, oh my gosh, yay. And then he goes, let me finish. She, uh, 
or no, he said what did, oh, something. I wrote the wrong word here, but he's like and, what? Oh, firm and Nordic. Yes, stern, stern. Stern. The word, like, the word Nordic, Nordic comes, comes to, to mind. mind. Says. <laughs> yeah, I like how we all wrote that down. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> And then Cappy brings up Casey's gift again. And Rusty says, imagine Casey, imagine the perfect gift and then make it happen. I'm like, there couldn't be worse advice. (laughs) But he is overthinking it. Like, is it that hard? I don't know. I really struggle when people are bad at gift giving because I feel that I'm very good at it. Mm. Yeah, and I think too, like, they're all just they're all thinking so literally like in terms of valentine's day gifts like they they should just be reaching in more sentimentally you know well right and like does but to me gift giving is like about knowing someone and like listening to them and them saying that they like something and then you remember it and it's like if you know someone then it should be easy to get them a gift I'm thinking off the top of my head, like, what is Casey like? She loves, like, fuzzy slippers. She loves, like, a cozy plush robe. I was I was literally thinking she'd love a bathrobe. We'd be so good at this. We really would. We were dating Casey. A blanket <laughs> with pussy willow on it. New she puffy would love paint. that. New puffy paint, yeah. Or, like, a tumbler for, like... Gel pens. Easy. Oh, gel pens for sure. Gel pens, like, a notebook for a chapter, a journal. A special clipboard with, like, her, her name, like, her initials engraved on it she or something. She would love a clipboard. Yeah. yeah. She loves stationery. Gosh, does. you would be so good at gifting for her. What would Kathy like? <laughs> Gabby would like, uh, I really honestly Beef think... sticks beef sticks uh, <laughs> like prank like a whoopee cushion <laughs> a prank <Yeah>. kit <laughs> when, yeah when, or a like gift, a, a gift card to spirit of halloween <laughs> or hot topic or costumes yeah i really think we should do a love line like we should have people call in with like um <laughs> like dating advice or if like they're like they're needing gifting advice and we can like basically come up with the perfect gift for them that would be a really good idea, Thomas. Yeah. So if you're interested in some advice, <laughs> definitely let us know. DM us. Guys, we're on track for a three-hour episode. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to speed up these next two scenes. Okay. So now we're at like the mall or like Cypress Town and Casey, Ashley, and Rebecca are shopping for dresses for the Valentine's Day parties that they're attending. And Ashley's like really worried that Pete is just another fisher. And Casey's like, don't let Natalie the angry inch spoil your date. And Casey's like, Natalie's a little trickster. Uh, <laughs> and back, Becca, Bex is like, you're probably just still sensitive over Fisher. And Casey's like, oh yeah, because you made out with him. And yeah. Rebecca says, what's your point? <laughs> and then Rebecca's like, I think I, I bet you're going to be getting lingerie for Valentine's Day. And Casey's like, I get it. You dated Cappy. And then she's like, no, turn around. And uh, Casey turns around and sees Kathy there looking at lingerie. Nice. And Casey's like, well, lingerie is more of a gift. She like approaches them and she tells him that lingerie is more of a gift for him than her. And he's kind of backtracking. He's like, oh, no, I wasn't even like thinking about getting that. <laughs> and then Kathy, like this kind of comes out of nowhere, but he starts turning their gifting into a competition. I think this is probably part of him like digging himself into a hole a little bit. And they're like, now pulling her down with him. 
yeah he's like they're he's bringing her on this quest basically like to find the most romantic gift like that's the competition between them is they have to like beat each other and she's like kind of into it like she gets kind of like she likes the challenge mm-hmm. yeah and in this scene when ashley's like saying it's not even worth it to get an outfit for pete if he's like a cheater just like fisher she also she talks about like fisher being like eddie cibrian and we are right back in the sheena shea cinematic universe with leanne rhymes well, yeah, because the way that Vanderpump Rules started was that Sheena Shea had an affair with Eddie Cibrian, who was married to Brandy Glanville, and then simultaneously was having an affair with Leanne Rhimes. So Sheena Shea was the other other woman. I do remember that from the first episode of Vanderpump, because aren't they talking yeah. about I that? I didn't know Leanne Rhimes was involved in that at all. They're married. Well, I don't, I didn't really know the name of Brandy's husband. Mm. You can't yeah, fight the moonlight. Remember how do I live? I always thought she was saying how do I leave. Or is she? <laughs> it kind of does sound like that, yeah. Anyway, that out. Um. Okay. So now Calvin walks into Evan's room while he's shopping for a gift for Rebecca. He's like online shopping. Um, and he says, "Uh, this is actually kind of sweet." Evan says that she's the first girl that doesn't make him feel like he's the evil guy that everyone thinks he is and that she deserves something special. That's this is like the same thing to say. This is the <laughs> opposite um, of at the end of As Long As You're Mine when Alphaba says, I feel, feel wicked. wicked. <laughs> but reverse. For the but first reverse. time, I feel not evil. Not wicked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Calvin's like, speaking of gifts, and then he presents a gift, and Evan thinks it's for him, or maybe he kiddingly does that. Uh, and no, Calvin's he like, doesn't. Evan, I think Evan fully thought that he was getting a gift, delivering a gift. <laughs> Calvin's like, no, it's for Grant, but can I stash it here because he can't hide it in his room that they share? And then Calvin talks about being concerned that the brothers are not going to be okay with uh, he and Grant being at the date party together. And Evan says, uh, like, I'm pretty sure we resolved that at the softball game. And I'm like, did they resolve it? <laughs> I mean, they thought about it, but. <laughs> and then Cal was like, okay, if you're right. Says, if anyone says anything, Rusty will show up and say, hey, when you say that's so gay, do you know, do what, you know what you say? Well, yeah. this director knows Hillary pretty well, so maybe we can get her on set. Yeah, we can get her in. That would be amazing if, like, she made a cameo and just came in and said that. To trip. Oh. To trip specifically. <laughs> so Calvin's like, you know, I think you're right. I guess my biggest concern now is becoming boring. It's like, what? Like, maybe Calvin shouldn't be in a relationship. Calvin has extreme commitment issues. Like <laughs> right when things get good, Calvin's like, never mind. I he, hate this. First of all, demands this man come out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and now does not want to be caught dead with him he's like there's not enough drama here i need something to be mad about i'm gonna be uh, mad that things are too good i'm gonna be mad too. at the idea that maybe we could become boring evan is like he says i don't have to worry about becoming boring because rebecca lives for surprises mm. <laughs> though so- i don't feel she plans them no <laughs> but she is full of them she self-sabotages her way into most of them um so now we're at dobbler's and 
Casey and Cappy are on a double date with Catherine and Rusty. And Cappy's like, why don't you guys stand back to back? He wants to measure them. (laughs) And Casey and everyone just kind of ignores him saying that. And she's trying to talk Rusty up to uh, Catherine and Catherine up to Rusty. She's like, oh, Rusty just won this engineering grant and Catherine is Panhellenic president. And they both are just like, oh, okay. And the conversation- She's also dressed business casual. She is. Yeah. Well, she's usually um, pretty professional looking. Senatorial. Yeah. And the conversation is just so awkward. And Rusty's like, oh, are you excited for Valentine's Day? And she just goes, yes. (laughs) And then Cappy starts talking about him and Casey making this bet. And that's when Casey is like, well, I already found the perfect gift. And they say nothing else. Then Rusty is like, oh, do you like living in the Gamma Psy house? And Casey's like, shut the fuck up, Rusty. And like, I just burned that place down. <laughs> um, does Rusty know she burned it down? He might not know. I don't think he knows. Yeah. Um, and so then uh so then Rusty starts telling this story about like how he had to clean the KT house once and like he was cleaning out the drain and he thought it was a bunch of hair but it was really a rat really gross and then there's another awkward silence like it's very clear that they're not conversating well and you know Rusty tends to I think over talk when he's nervous and clearly Catherine's having the opposite problem so then Casey storms into her room and she tells Ashley that the Wait, date real quick um in this scene Casey is like oh Catherine is a political science major and Rusty's like oh why do they call it poli sci when it's not really a real science and polymer science is a real science and not called poli sci and the fact that I literally thought that poli sci meant Palmer science because of this show. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's actually Rusty Cartwright is rewriting history for some of us. Be the change you want to see. Anyway. I think we had said that once when we first started recapping. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now Casey comes into her room and she tells Ashley, she's like, the date went so bad. I can kiss my friendship with Catherine goodbye. And Ashley's like, well, you still have me. And Casey says, well, we're not even going to the same date party. And Casey says, I, like, I also lied to Cappy about getting him the perfect gift. She has nothing. And that's when Catherine knocks on the door and she's like, it says, um, Laura said to head on up, bitch. <laughs> this is a, I burst out. Loud. I did too. I thought that was so funny. Wait, one more thing too. When Casey's talking about uh Catherine and Rusty she goes it was the worst pairing since Drew Barrymore in directing I know I purposefully didn't mention that (laughs) sorry I didn't mean to (laughs) it made me upset um yeah and so then Ashley's like oh no worries I'm gonna go show off my new dress and Catherine says it's eclectic (laughs) like this bright sparkly dress Um, Catherine comes in and she's like I need to we need to discuss the rusty incident and how you could possibly think we have anything in common 
and Casey's like about to apologize and then Catherine goes because we did I had such an amazing time and then she like flops over on Ashley's bed and is like kicking her feet in the air like a giddy giddy. she's a giddy schoolgirl. she's she calls him suave she's (laughs) so happy it's so so cute um she's like does Rusty work out and Casey says I think he did once This scene had me dying laughing. It was really it was so, so, so good. She's just so funny and cute. She I really know. Is. I was like, give her an Emmy. Like, she's incredible in this episode. She's really good in this episode. And she's like, do you think Rusty had fun too? And Casey's like, how could he not? <laughs> and Catherine says that Valentine's Day is a go. And she's so lucky to have a friend like Casey. Mm. And she goes, I'll call you about my wardrobe. It's so cute. And Casey's so, like, one, surprised. But also, like, you can tell she's so happy to finally have Catherine as a friend again. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. And Catherine's so excited. So that's when Casey walks into Rusty's apartment. And he's unloading groceries. He says that it's comfort food because he's accepted that he's going to be all alone on Valentine's Day. And Dale screams from the other room. He's like, did you get the nonstick food I asked for? Because sometimes when Bridget eats with her retainer, it's like having two lunches. Ew. And he walks into the kitchen and Casey goes, I just feel like I threw up a second lunch or something. (laughs) Something along those lines. It's really disgusting. And Dale was like, oh, like, we're nothing serious. Uh, like, I promise to Casey. And then he gives He's her- like, she's Catholic. <laughs> yeah. He gives her this huge Valentine's Day card. Like, it's like comically enormous. No, it's, it's a giant poster board folded in half. And it has like a drawing of her on, a, on the front, like kind of like a comic drawing. Um. <laughs> And he goes, don't read it in front of me. And she opens it and it's the smallest handwriting and both sides are completely full. And this is a huge, huge, like, we're going to take a picture of this when we drop this episode and like, I'll post on the Instagram of this card because it's, and I honestly, I want to zoom in and see what like they, the problem they wrote. Yeah. Because it's massive. Like proportionally, if Casey was a teddy bear, that would be a regular size, like card, a regular size card for a human. Yeah. Casey's like, how could I? Like, how could you possibly read it? So then he walks away and Casey tells Rusty, she's like, Catherine really likes you. And she says that you're hot. So <laughs> do you want to still do Valentine's Day with her? Um, and he, she's like, it's better than spending it with mom. And Rusty says that he'd rather have ba- uh, no memories than bad memories with one answer girl, one word answer girl, which is no. so, I'm sorry, Catherine is gorge. Mm-hmm. And even if you did yeah. find her like hard to talk to, like take the date, my dude. She's going to be a lawyer. So she's going to be rich. He's brilliant. Yeah. And we know that Rusty's getting sued at some point in his life. I'm not sure <laughs> for what, but if- come on 100 um and so Casey's like I'm trying to get back on Catherine's good side I really we, she says we had a falling out and things got heated get but <laughs> do you get it Thomas yeah. yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I get it I'm following 
so Rusty's like okay he starts bargaining and I'm like come on like what's the ask here he's like I'll do it if you lend me your car for a month a month she's like I'm giving you a date but then she agrees Mm -hmm. so Ashley is walking through campus and Natalie catches up to her and (laughs) Ashley says isn't there a wheel you should be running on i love that line (laughs) they have the funniest insults about natalie like throughout the whole episode like the things they say about natalie are really funny like whenever they throw her into the mix the insults like that she either dishes out or something like they're hilarious so natalie is like i wanted to apologize for the way that i acted and she's like i just don't want to see you hurt like i was and Ashley's like, I don't believe you. Um, that's when Natalie is like, well, as the president of the number one sorority, I want the president of the number two sorority, you, to be my friend. And Ashley's like, as the president of the number one sorority, I don't believe the president of the number two sorority. And Natalie says that Pete has been calling her all the time. And she shows Ashley her phone log and it's Pete's number. And Ashley's like, I don't know how you could be changing someone's number on your phone so it says pete how do we know it's really him and natalie plays like the beginning of a voicemail that pete left her where it says like hey natalie this is pete sorry to call you again but and then she like cuts it off so and ashley's face just drops it's really sad Mm -hmm. so then we're at kt and cappy is telling beaver that he dug really deep they're like on like near the pool table and he's like, I, we dug really deep and I made Casey three presents that she can choose from. And he's like unveiling them to Beaver to get Beaver's thoughts. So <laughs> first he shows her this, like, he says a young sapling that he thinks will, that he's raised. It's a plant that he's raised from a young sapling that he says he thinks will show her his budding maturity. And Beaver's like, ooh, budding? Does that mean it's, uh, and Cappy's like, no, it's not. And so then Beaver vetoes the plant. Then he has some kind of. God, yeah, God's eye, he says. Yeah. I definitely made these in like Sunday school. Really? I have a craft really? of two popsicle sticks with, I don't, maybe it was, I don't know if it was Sunday school or like art class, but not not my first time seeing one. So he's like, I made it in ZBZ colors, so it'll show an appreciation to her sorority allegiance. And Beaver's like, no, which good. This was hideous. Then the last is a macaroni necklace. And it's dripping like gooey cheese on the pool table. And Beaver Beaver has to tell Kathy what's supposed to cook the macaroni. Beaver, you know you're done. That's when you know. And Cappy is like, I miss that day of camp, which is strange because didn't his parents run a camp? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Where was he? I think you'd have to know how to make a macaroni necklace. And Beaver says, "Can I eat this?" And he's like, "Go for it. Go for it. Like, give her the plant if that's the yeah, best. Yeah, it's a nice plant. Yeah, the plant's fine. All right, whatever." <laughs> So Calvin and Grant are in their room and Calvin asks Grant if he wants to walk down to the party together and Grant's like, no, it's fine. I'm going to get dressed in the bathroom. Calvin apologizes for being a jerk. Grant's like, it's fine. Not a big deal. But Evan did mention that they had a conversation about being like a boring couple. 
and he says he wants to spice things up and that he has a surprise for Calvin. And Calvin says he can't wait to be surprised. So then Ashley comes downstairs at the ZBZ house and she's in her very sparkly pink dress and Pete gives her flowers and he's like, you look great. And she's very cold towards him. And she says, can I borrow your phone? Mine's dead. And he says, of course, and gives it to her. And she's like scrolling through it. And she says, have you talked to Natalie lately? And he's like, yeah. She's ha ha. And he's like, <laughs> like, like she, she caught him in something, but he's copying to it. And then she asks why. And he says that she, that Natalie has one of his history textbooks and she won't give it back. And now she's like, oh, okay. And gives him back her phone or his phone. So Evan is also at the ZBZ house and he's like behind the staircase with Rebecca and he gives her the Valentine's Day gift he got for her. And it's like a beautiful necklace, like a diamond necklace. And she's like, I feel like I'm going to turn on the news and see some dead rich girl. <laughs> he goes, no, no, it's fine. I dug the hole pretty deep, which is the first funny thing that Evan's ever said. Yeah. I am confused how he got this though. And we don't really find out. We will. Oh. <gasps> I know I shouldn't be making future promises because our redditors don't like it but we oh won't. but we do find out yeah i'm pretty sure um now i'm nervous that i'm wrong <laughs> um so he's like no like i had some money put away and i used that which we know is not true because this guy worked at marie calendars for like a day and um he's like I saw it and I thought it would look good on you and she's like so happy and it's really cute and so now Pete and Ashley leave and Casey tells them to have fun but she seems sad that they're not going together and Cappy comes in and he says do you want to exchange gifts and um or Casey asks if Cappy wants to exchange their gifts right away and Cappy's like no no I think that gifts should be left to the end of the night and then he looks at Rusty and he's like, and that'll hopefully give me enough time to find <laughs> something for her. <laughs> and so now, and Rusty's like, let's go. Like, I want to get the night over with. But then Catherine walks in the front door and she looks stunning. She's yeah. All red. She has her hair like side swept. She looks so pretty. She's looking very ethereal. Mm-hmm. And Rusty and Kathy are both like gobsmacked yeah Luga vibes Casey tells Rusty to stop drooling and Rusty tells Catherine that she looks amazing and she says you look very dapper moving on (laughs) (laughs) so then the whole crew rolls up to the KT party and Rusty it looks really good like it's really well decorated it looks fun Rusty says the pledges made him proud Catherine like kind of says just to Casey she's like I'm really nervous and Casey (laughs) says why because it's a KT party and uh, Catherine says no because of Rusty and Casey says really (laughs) Catherine says you keep saying that (laughs) (laughs) um so that's when two pledges come up to Catherine and Rusty and they give them jello shots and I was surprised that Catherine took it I know I was too like in a partying mood and then Pickle comes up to Rusty and introduces them to his octogenarian date. Like this woman is mid to late 70s, I would say maybe. Like she's no, old. she's like 
late 60s. Okay. <laughs> She's old. Yeah. And um, Catherine says, that's so sweet. He brought his mom. And then Rusty looks back and they're just making out. And he's like, that's not his mom. Interesting pickle lore development. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of pickle lore this episode. And so then they're looking around the crowd and literally just everyone is making out. And Rusty asks Catherine if she wants to go shoot some arrows. And she's like very excited about that. She agrees. And as they're getting ready to shoot the arrows, he says he was really surprised that she wanted to come to a KT party. And she says that she was too. She says it's really intimidating. And she, uh, he asks if that's why she was just giving one word answers on their date. And she says that's the quickest way to get to know someone is that they like fill in the empty space that she liked what she heard and so then rusty shoots and he hits like the arm of the silhouette on the hay bale because there's like a it's like a cutout, and then there's a heart in the middle and um he hits like the arm of the person and he's like yeah like i used to be a boy scout and <laughs> then Catherine goes and she immediately gets a bullseye and she's like i made it to the junior or to the olympic trials <laughs> amazing he does feel like an archer yeah it's like like a sport like she would totally be like a what's it called uh is it like dressage is that the horse dressage yeah Mm -hmm. oh she totally yeah she gives like regal sports like i feel like everdeen yeah the sports that like nobility in england learn to play is like what Catherine would do so um rusty's like wow there's not a lot of overachieving greeks like you mm-hmm. and she says smitten kitten yeah he is and she says i guess i am somewhat of an amalgam which i think he has said about himself about him being an amalgam yeah, he, he said did that, i remember him saying that, that terminology about himself and so she's like i can show you how to shoot and so she like does the thing that like like what literally that beaver did beaver did <laughs> I loved this. I love this gender norm bending. I thought it was really fun. And he's into it. She helps him and he gets a bullseye. I mean, dare I say mother? Yeah. I mother episode. What? I love Catherine this episode. Me too. Catherine is mother. Mm -hmm. mothering is mother is mothering so now we're at the omega kai party which is considerably more refined um and ashley comes up behind calvin and surprises him and he's like we never see each other anymore which i agree i was just thinking it when she showed up and the ash and calvin scenes are some of my favorite calvin's like yeah you know i've kind of been spending maybe too much time with grant like all right and so then at this moment Grant comes down the stairs in a velvet um, sports coat. This is when he's looking like Fred from the live action Scooby-Doo. Yes, like exactly like him. Grant comes over and he um, says he's going to go get him and Calvin drinks. Um, And Grant is like clearly not into it. Um, (laughs) And Calvin is like, what? Oh, Calvin, yeah. Calvin is clearly not into the Grant. I think Grant looks good. Yeah, he's wearing like a velvet shirt, kind of like a little bit more unbuttoned, but it's not even like, it's not. This is kind of like vintage. Yes, yeah, yes. 
That's the word I would use too. And Ashley's like, uh-oh, it's giving Michelle, isn't it? Um, And he's like, uh, like kind of agreeing. And she's like, you wanted an out and proud man and you got it. And it's like, yeah, Calvin, you threatened to break up with him if he didn't come out or not threatened. You said, I will, I'm going to. Yeah. Also, he says, no, uh, Michael would never wear that. Michael Michael wasn't stylish enough. Michael wouldn't have the nerve. So then the door opens and it's Hamster Natalie. And who is she with? If not homophobic trip. A, a match made in hell. This but- is truly a hellish pair, but they're perfect for each other. When I saw them walk in together, I doubled over laughing. Like we ship, honestly. Honestly, honestly ship them. That was so, that was so funny. Ashley calls her a Valentine's Day parasite. They have so many names for her this episode. It's so funny. Natalie is relentless. One thing about her, she's not giving up. Mm -mm. She's so unexpected too as like the mean girl because she's so not what you would expect. Well, she's so squeaky. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. she's very squeaky. And so she walks in and immediately sees Pete and demands he get her a drink. And he, like, obliges, which it's like, well, her date's right there. You don't actually need to do that. And he's kind of, like, talking to her in a way that is a little bit too nice for my liking. Even if it was just calls about the textbook, like, can't you see Natalie is lame? Mm Mm-hmm. So now we're at the, uh, also Ashley sees this whole thing. Now we're back at the KT party and we see one of the pledges give something to Cappy and they're like, oh, we stole it from Lambda Sig. But I don't understand why, like once we see what the gift is, I didn't understand what that was, like why that was happening. Um, Because he goes over to Casey and pulls it out and it's just a little fifth of vodka. And he goes, tragedy plus comedy, uh, tragedy plus time is comedy. And she was like, well, I forgot to mention that when you threw up, it was also on me. And like, it's not really that funny still for me. And he was like, gotcha. This isn't the gift, like silly goose. Um, And Casey is relieved but he clearly doesn't have a gift. And also Casey clearly doesn't have a gift either. Now we're back at the Omega Kai house and Natalie approaches Ash and Pete to quote unquote apologize. And she's like, look, the worst thing that ever happened to me happened on Valentine's Day. And she starts telling this sad tale that's all over the place. And she's like, me and my mom were decorating the tree. Yeah, the tree. I was like, what tree? (laughs) And she's like, and we didn't hear from my dad. And then like, and Ashley stops when she's like, okay, Natalie, like, I know that this is a plot line from Gremlins and you are a gremlin. And Natalie's like, Pete, oh my gosh. Like, I'm so sad. This is real. And Pete buys it. So first of all, I'm like, Ashley, even if he does like you and he is just buying this and feels bad for her, 
run because he's stupid. He has the worst radar. Like this man cannot tell a truth from a lie, a lie from a truth. I'll tell you that. No. Um, he tells he tells Ashley to chill out. Yeah, and he's like, Natalie, let's go get you some water. That would the chill out would. Oh, I would become another person. I would become a grumpkin. <laughs> oh, and then yeah, yeah it's and ended relationships for me. Yeah, he does that and then becomes Natalie's protector. <laughs> it's so weird, and also she's there with a date. He, my gren- my gremlins keeper. <laughs> oh my god we're at the, did everybody do the my sister's keeper book challenge this summer we forgot to check in <laughs> i can't remember did we include that in the episode or should we yes yeah. yes <laughs> if you if you did the my sister's keeper book challenge write us a five-star review as your award <laughs> also Pete is acting like he didn't have that encounter earlier in the episode where Natalie like approached them and pretended they never broke up Pete's not smart sorry yeah it's giving Paolo it it is giving Paolo in the worst way mm-hmm. we're back at the KT house and Rusty is like Ooh, Catherine and they're sitting on this swing together and Rusty's like, BTW, this is my first Valentine's Day date ever. And she's like, yeah, mine too. I actually rarely date and I rarely go to parties. And then we find out that she got into Yale Law, slay, slam dunk, calf. And she's like, I want to fit all of my college experience into this one last semester because I've been living for the future while sacrificing the present. And now I don't want to like be only remembered as the geeky smart girl. And he's like, that's why I joined KT because I didn't want to be the geeky smart girl. Um, And then he's like, I think Casey's having the opposite problem. She's thinking that she was too late um and then Catherine's like well don't tell her but I think she's doing a great job of catching up like she's so sweet and she's doing a great job and then Catherine's like you know I don't think I'm gonna regret this and starts to lean in for a kiss and Rusty goes the kiss they kiss for kiss no they don't I thought they kissed, they broke away, and then he said this. No. You sure? I could have sworn. I'm like 85% sure. I think they get like really <laughs> close to kissing. Yeah, okay. they don't. Um. Oh, you know what? You're so yeah. right. Because later they don't either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're about to kiss. And Rusty goes... I'm so glad I changed my mind about the second date. Rusty. Russell. Why would you ever say, in what way? And she goes, stiff as a board, light as a feather, stiff as a board. She's like, what? 
And he's like, oh, well, no, no. And he starts backtracking. And she's like, wait, Casey, like, convinced you to go out with me? And he's like, well, no, no. Like, Casey just respects and admires you. And she wants you to be happy. And Catherine's like, she thinks I'm that pathetic. And he's like, look, like, I like I won't even accept the car. I'll go tell her. And she's like, she bribed you with her car? And then Casey sees what's happening and comes over and she's like, no, no, like, I, please, this is a misunderstanding. We didn't want. Catherine, Catherine says, what are you, some brother whore who can be treated like a commodity? <laughs> <laughs> brother whore is really funny. I'm sorry. Brother whore. <laughs> Ouch. And she's like flipping out and Casey's begging her to forgive her and she's like well give me one reason why I should forgive you guys and as she says that she gets hit with an arrow Stop it's tragic and she's like taken down by it yeah she fully drops to the ground <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's wild it's Took my breath away. To watch. It took my breath. Took my breath away in an upsetting way. So now the trio is waiting in the hospital for Catherine. Um, and then Dale walks out. He's there for a retainer-involved incident. Wait, can I say something really quick before yeah. that? Casey says, after the fire, now the arrow. Oh yeah. Catherine's <laughs> going to think that I'm trying to kill her. And Kathy goes, Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then um Catherine walks out in a sling and she goes, Tis only a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's on painkillers. Um and then Catherine's like, um, Casey, you went through all of this trouble just to be friends. No one's ever done that for me, and thanks her, which is sweet. And then like so then the nurse says who walked her out it's like you're lucky it was like a blunt arrow because it would have been like a lot worse if that was a real arrow and like this she would have been dead she says it would have been fatal <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my gosh this gives like cappy has like a light bulb at this moment but i will say now knowing what his gift ended up being, I don't know why it was alluded to that this moment yeah. was. I don't know. There either. was a moment where they like panned to him, and he was like, "Like, yeah, he oh, has a wow. realization." It wasn't when. Okay, I could be wrong, but there's also this part where Casey says to Catherine, "Like, I bet you won't forget the first time you're struck by Cupid's arrow." Oh, oh. I think that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> And then that's when Rusty goes, actually, it was Pickle's arrow. And he's really sorry. Pickle. Pickle lore. <laughs> um, so I think that's what makes him be like, the first time I was struck. Yeah, no, that makes a lot more sense. Makes a lot more sense with the line. R uh, Rusty's like, oh, I'll walk Catherine home. And then Cappy says to the nurse, that was probably the strangest injury you saw tonight, right? And the nurse looks at Dale and looks him up and down and goes, not really. Mm. What the hell happened with the retainer? I don't think Dale gets kinky. Well, he they insinuate to that. 
He says he needs stitches, but she's fine. Bridget's fine. Yeah, because they insinuate <laughs> that Bridget's the one who is her, and they're like, no, it was actually Dale. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know. Guess the celibate good times party got a little crazy. <laughs> Now we're back at the Mega Kai house and Rebecca approaches Calvin and he's like, oh, I can't find my boyfriend. But he's being sarcastic because he's just saying that Grant is being too showy. He's being so mean. He is. He's it's acting like the mean. way like men on TikTok like talk about their wives or that thread like that the phase where you start to hate your girlfriend he's acting like one of these men when they breathe like relax and Rebecca's like oh relax like he is just came out he's experimenting with his new lifestyle and you're being an uptight gay (laughs) and Galvin clocks her necklace and he's like ooh like look at that and um Rebecca he tells Rebecca um that Evan was like oh she gets him more than anyone else and he really sees a future with her because she's like yeah like I'll I'll have this forever and he was like I think that was the intention and at first she's touched but as he's saying like he sees a future sure her facial expression shifts and I can I watch her appetite just disappear (laughs) she's like oh and kind of has like a freak out moment and is like I have to take a moment outside I found this incredibly relatable as a anxious avoidant Mm -hmm. also very interesting that Calvin and Evan both took it upon themselves to let their somewhat significant other know exactly what they've said about them in moments of um what I would say would probably be private conversations yet neither seems to mind yeah there's no circle of trust there Whatever said in Evan's room is free to be told. Yeah. Well, maybe Calvin at this point has just assumed like it's all fair game with Evan. Yeah, I guess. Um, though I don't know that he would want him telling his boyfriend he's scared he's boring. So now Ashley approaches Pete and Natalie, who are sitting on the couch. Um, and she's like, Can I talk to you alone? Oh, and so she's talking to him about how she's like surprised that you're buying this like Natalie act and then Natalie stands up and she's like kind of like freaks out and she's like I'm not lying just like you're lying about burning our house down and Ashley's like whoa and so then the everybody stops and hears this and is like what and Natalie's like yeah that's right the ZBZ's burned our house down and this Pete is like Okay, that's crazy. And then Ashley seizes the opportunity and she's like, yeah, that's crazy. Just like how you lied to everybody about us paying your electric bill, which they did. (laughs) And everyone's like, what? She gaslights the shit out of Natalie in this scene. Like literally, (laughs) she makes Natalie question her reality and everything she knows to be true in in the matter of minutes. Yeah, seconds, really. Yeah. And so Natalie, like, 
freaks and Trip offers to walk her home and she calls him Carrot Chop. <laughs> well, because Ashley says someone needs to walk her home before she hurts herself. Oh my God. Ash- no. Trip goes, I will not back off, Carrot Top. Carrot Top. More bullying Trip, please. I honestly, I want them to date so Natalie will just bully him in their relationship. Yeah. They're the perfect couple. So now Pete is apologizing and he's like, you know, I'm sorry. And they're, and Ashley's like, you know, I just don't want to get hurt again, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, let's promise not to hurt each other. And then they kiss. And I'm like, Ashley, come on. You He showed his true colors here. And maybe this is a little bit why you're having really horrible luck with men because you're overlooking this huge red flag of a night. Yeah, I'm not loving Pete. No, I'm not a Pete stan. So Calvin's heading back to his room and he's unlocking the door and he opens it up and sees rose petals and decorations that Grant set up. And he was like, oh, like I thought you just bailed. And Grant was like, no, I wanted to do this special for you. And Grant's like, was my ensemble too much? Because clearly he could pick up on Calvin's vile vibes throughout the night. Um, And Calvin's like, no, I don't want to be an uptight gay. Um, I want to be as brave as you. And he's like, and I want to explore with you. And of course, Evan barges in at this moment. He has lost track of Rebecca and now it's their problem. He is looking really sad, though, and I feel really bad. But I don't know why this man can't knock when oh, he knows he a couple does. is here. He, but he, he enters right away. He knocks and he walks in as he's knocking. Yeah. And I'm like, why would Rebecca be in Calvin's room? Well, I think he's just looking to ask Calvin. And oh, I guess maybe it. she could be there, but... True, I guess they are friends. Um, But it's sad. I'm like, ugh. I know. When I know I have a bleeding heart for Evan, so. When he's outside the room, his little face looks so, like, he knows. He knows she's like, oh. There. Yeah. You love a situation where a guy likes the girl more, but not when, not when she's gonna, you know, go self-sabotage. But that trope, I mean, in general. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking rom-com. Yeah, for sure. And in real life. Right. <laughs> It should always be that way. Yeah. I'm going to go that far because of the haters. I'm going to go that far because of the haters. <laughs> you're, you're like we established, you're allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like scared now. I mean, after I, I guess after I was called out in a review once, I'm no longer afraid. <laughs> <laughs> you're emboldened. So now Rusty is walking Catherine back to her dorm and we see her roommate heading out ready to go on the town as Catherine's night is ending she's on molly she says that no but like she's like touching everything and she says to rusty you're very soft i didn't even catch that oh i thought yeah the roommate is yeah Yeah. she is right yeah i was like who is this actress they gave her one line and she like made an entire story arc out of it yeah she's a partier um, so Rusty is apologizing again for the arrow incident. 
Um, and Catherine's like, that's what I get for dating a bad boy. <laughs> it's giving Olivia Munn's arc. What did what was she calling him? Oh, Rowdy, Rowdy Rusty. Rowdy Rusty. Oh my god, I forgot oh. she was on the show. Uh, Rowdy Rusty, bad boy Russell Cartwright. Um, and she's like, I know that I'm awkward and you know, I can be a little uncomfortable. And he's like, you know, I didn't even notice. And they both say it's the best Valentine's Day they've ever had, which is cute. But then it's immediately followed up with the most awkward hug in the world instead of a kiss. But also I'm like, okay, maybe I kind of get it if like, you don't want to kiss somebody on painkillers. Like, maybe I like, I guess I get that. I don't know if that was Rusty's intentions or not. But yeah they also can't really hug because her arm is all bandaged right um all slinged out so now uh, something something not so chill happens something not so chill <laughs> something dark something really not something cool wicked down. this way comes something for the first time i feel so Rebecca is drinking alone at the KT party she's just wandered over there alone she's taking shots and Beaver passes her by um he says something in passing like he might even just greet her yeah I think he's just like hey yeah and she stops him and is like Beaver let's go to your room and he's like why would we go to my room and she's like so drunk and like pulls him and he's like oh my god and he cannot believe his luck i'm just like any other circumstance i i could ship beaver and rebecca for a night but at the cost of my one true love evan chambers it's hard and we know that she's horrified by beaver too like she's said it on multiple occasions right and she it's just so bad and I feel like she's gonna regret it probably or maybe not honestly I feel like she's too drunk to be sleeping with him clearly yeah so that happens and it's upsetting so now we are in Cappy's truck and they pull up to a quickie mart and he's like okay we're here and Casey gives him her gift first and it's a card that says look up and he looks up first he looks up to the sky and then she's like no at me and she's in lingerie and she's like you're off the hook like I cracked under the pressure too it's really hard to find the perfect gift um and so then he's like well, you know, we've been to this quickie mart before. We got snacks here freshman year. And she's like, oh, I thought it looked familiar. And he tells this story and he's like, yeah, we came here and you wanted to stock my fridge because you knew that I was too lazy to go down to the cafeteria and you wanted to make sure that I was eating. And so you got all these snacks and you were paying. And I remember as you were at the cash register, you looked up at me and tucked your hair behind your ear and smiled. And it was the first time that I realized I loved you and I never stopped loving you so sweet it is sweet but it's not a gift well it's also not a cooked macaroni necklace yeah 
True. It's like a nice, it's a nice profession of love. I will say. I think it's sweet. And Casey is crying and she says it's the perfect gift. So I think it's good. I mean, clearly it works for them. Clearly they're both terrible gift givers. I just, I would have also wanted the plant. I don't know. Sorry. And the plush robe. Maybe she'll get all of the gifts also that he got since he does already have them in the plush robe. He can't give her the macaroni anymore. It's in yeah, that's he can make her some fresh. Well, they can go into the quickie mart and get some microwave macaroni. But this, I'm like, he's back in my good graces. He had a couple yeah. of bad episodes. And for after this, I'm like, yeah, play. Well, and it is very, he's being very vulnerable the last two episodes. Like, really really using his words of affirmation to tell her how much she means to him which I think yeah. is probably good mm-hmm. and that's the episode they kiss and it's cute and then we pan that's out it was a really funny episode it was that's a, a good good episode it really felt like a full-on like movie you can tell it was directed by uh <laughs> a movie director for sure Winners and losers. Winners. Winners. I'm going to go Grant. I honestly think for just like exploring and not letting um, Calvin bring him down. I mean, like really like, yeah, he doesn't. I mean, not that he really sees Calvin being like that annoyed with him, but he's pretty much just like going to do his own thing regardless. And he does. He he knows. Yeah, he's doing it in the face of adversity. I'm going to (laughs) go. she's not really a winner but I was laughing I'm gonna go Ashley Gaslight girl boss gatekeep grind jeez it was, she, was really, she was cracking me up this episode so give it to her for the lols not for her actual personality this episode don't cancel me but my winner is Cappy I don't think that's bad I think that makes sense I don't think that's cancelable oh, okay thank you Losers, Calvin. Yeah, it's a good loser. Yeah, I mean, he sucks. Sorry, he was not at his best. He shouldn't be in a relationship. He's got some shit to work through. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Natalie too. Mm, oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She took some pretty big L's. Um, mine's Rebecca for the mm. the final. Oh, that hurt. That, that was physically hurt. hurt. I was like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. She is really her own worst enemy. And even Beaver yeah. was confused. He's like, I know. He was like, cannot compute. He's like, what's upstairs? <laughs> I have a question. Was last semester the end of the world party and her hooking up with Fisher? Yes, I think that was last semester. Or what, are we still? In the that same was semester? mid-semester. That was mid-last semester because Rusty still needed to get his extra credit. Yeah, and now oh we're in God. the new year. We're at Valentine's Day. I guess this was a, a helpful one because it's like we know what time of year we're in February now. Okay. Yeah, the, but the marketing class episode was the marker of the new semester. Mm-hmm. Was whenever that was. Well. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. On this this fun, fun, down down memory lane. Ciao.